Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you know you are of wit, you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to become vulgar. You just are. And you are like the sky is, as the air is, the same way water is wet. It doesn't have to protest. Maya Angelou. Hello and welcome to Just Make the Thing, a podcast of people who want to start a thing and keep on making it and find it really hard. My name is Claire Twenty, and I am your host. And this week I'm joined by Chanel Luchev, my lawyer by day, yoga teacher by night friend. She came to me with a dilemma this week about knowing how much to charge for what she does as her side hustle, her yoga teaching job. And it's hard. It's hard giving a monetary value for something that you create yourself. And it's hard being able to stand in your worth and tell people face-to-face or via email, no, this is what I charge. So I talked through some advice that I've been given over the years that I've been running Planet Broadcasting, the podcast network that this show belongs to. And it's been really helpful. I think one of the things I realized is do your research first. Try and figure out what the market is actually charging for what you do. That's a big part of it. And also reaching out possibly to people in your industry and just asking what they would charge is helpful. Another piece of advice I got given was to just put it out to the market and see, say, what do you think this is worth, Um, which is another way of doing it. And I think also being comfortable with then walking away. If someone offers you something that you don't think your creative endeavor deserves to be um, valued at and you don't think it's enough, then saying no, which is hard because sometimes it means saying no and maybe not getting any monetary compensation. But I think you know yourself how many hours, how much effort, how much time has gone into whatever endeavor you're embarking on. So stand your ground, know your worth, read some Maya Angelou. She always gives me great advice and get cracking with hustling, I guess. That's the other part of it. And branding, knowing your brand and packaging it in a way that you think would be enticing for people who want to come along, whether it's building an atmosphere in a yoga studio or if it's um, talking up the audience of the podcasts that you work with or if it's your writing or if it's something that you make like your craft, making it good, being proud of it and then being willing to say this is what I think it's actually worth. 
Oh, building an online presence always helps too. Okay, so they're my little pieces of advice, but here I am talking to Chanel about some more. Uh, On a side note too, we have our live show coming up very soon on the 9th of December in Melbourne at the Halabar. Sorry to people who live overseas, you won't be able to come along to this one, but hopefully we'll get to do some overseas very soon. And we'd love to see you there though if you're in Melbourne. It's at 12.30 and tickets are in the link below via Mosh Ticks. Jess Perkins, Dave Warnicky from the Do Go On podcast, Cleo Karama from Holly Bumbelina Donuts will be there as well, as will James Clement, my husband man. So get on over there and buy some tickets. Okay, talk to you soon. Hi, Chanel. Hi, Claire. Hello. You are currently ensconced with a podcast dog. Yes, who just grizzled at me because I had to move the micro- microphone closer. I was about to say microwave. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the new wave of tech, tech um, with podcasting, microwave podcasts. Excellent. Yeah, I know. She's very grumpy. Sorry, very podcast bossy. dog, for making you angry. She's aggressively affectionate, is <laughs> yeah. Ollie. Anyway, but she's, she's gone to sleep now, so oh, we're all okay. Good. So I better not move. As so as not to disturb her then. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, let's jump right mm-hmm. into our show today. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about knowing your worth yes. as a creative person. This is really hard when you're making a thing. And yeah, if you've tell me about it. done the thing where you've started the thing and you're continuing to make the thing, which mm. is what you've done with mm. your yoga and us obviously with Planet Broadcasting and our podcast business, But then there comes a point where all your effort and energy translate into some moolah, Mm. but then how do you navigate that Mm. and do share with us your dilemma? Sure. So I should probably preface this with I'm still relatively new to teaching and I'm not teaching. Yoga teaching. Yoga teaching, sorry. And I'm not teaching in a studio. I'm teaching in a space that's in my building um, at the Department of Justice. Originally, I was taking classes in a conference space, which was like an open space dedicated to events and you could book it out. So it was privately hired. Mm. But recently there was some weird sewerage problem and then shortly after a fire in a different building. And so a whole bunch of public servants were relocated into my building now. And so we have absolutely no accommodation, including the event space. It's all being used as workspace. So after maybe a couple of months of having to put classes on hold, I found a room that I could turn into a makeshift studio. studio. Um, and look, it's very much an office space, but people are happy to come along because they like it so much. And because I'm not paying a room higher fee, it's just I'm just booking out the space. What I've done is said to them, pay what you feel comfortable paying, which which is fine and I'm more than happy to do that because I just want the experience and I also want the consistency of teaching because with every class I teach, I learn a little bit more about myself and my rhythm and what works for me and what works for others and stuff. So that's fine. But what I have found... Is that James people, is making a smoothie? In I the was back. like, "What is that noise?" <laughs> He's on the CrossFit no yeah mission or whatever. Oh, He's making okay. his banana smoothie. I'm sorry. That's Continue. Right. It's fine. So, what you have found? So, what I found is people have very different ideas about what they consider to be an appropriate contribution or recognition of my effort as a teacher. So pay what you feel <laughs> means different things to different people. And sometimes people are really generous and sometimes they don't give me anything at all. I don't believe <laughs> And um, it's only a few people that don't 
give me anything at all. And I don't want to be the person that sort of becomes egotistical about it. But I was annoyed at first, but I'm just a bit more upset because I kind of feel like, like as we just had just mentioned, like what is my service or what is my energy and effort worth to this person? Like Nothing. Zero. <laughs> Donut. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that, obviously. But, but and I, I guess mm. it's, hard, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because yep. that's actually not true either. Otherwise, they wouldn't be coming. Exactly. Because they are really enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. So either they can't afford – because I guess the flip side of it too is that if they if you thought they couldn't afford it and you were doing it as a volunteer yeah. thing for people who you thought had limited means, that would be different too maybe. But it it's pretty cheeky to come well, something yeah. and pay nothing. If they'd said to me, I'd love to come but I'm just not really in a financial position to pay you right now for whatever reason, I probably would be fine with that. But it was more just – Oh yeah, no, I'm happy to come. And then and then there's just nothing at the end of the day. Not even like a gold coin donation. And as I said before, it's only like a couple of people. Everybody else is paying and the classes are growing, which is really lovely because it's good for me and it's nice to have like a community, like a little atmosphere in the actual room at the time. So with all the good stuff, it's just like it's just a slight downer. But I'm like, oh, okay collectively I'm really not that hour that I've spent teaching the class but that hour beforehand I've spent like developing the choreography and designing a class and setting up the room because it's not a proper space and packing everything up which you know amounts to like two two and a bit hours kind of amounts to a very very small amount of actual money so and I don't know how to approach it either because I've not said this is the fee so how do you say to someone, don't you think you're being a bit of a tight <laughs> Oh, gosh, it's hard, isn't it? I don't it, want to embarrass them either. Yeah, you know. I know. You know what, this is something that a lot of creative people struggle with, yeah. knowing their worth and saying their worth. And I think a lot of comedians have expressed this to me too, that mm. they're often asked to do things for free for promotion purposes. Oh, okay. And exposure, in okay. inverted commas. And sometimes I think exposure obviously is worth it and for you that doing the classes is so valuable to you for growing your like the your business your capabilities and as a teacher and all those things but there is sort of this voice in me that says maybe particularly as women as to we're less likely to assert our value yeah and it's really important to do so. Yeah. And and I think the other thing I was contemplating this week is I've actually on several occasions in my day job have had to negotiate my salary and I've become quite good at it. I do the research and sort of assess my skill set and against the skill set of what the particular position description like requires you to do mm. and my reputation as a public servant and the fact that I can deliver and, and have got, you know, have a good skill set now. I've got no problem negotiating that, but there's also market rates for the kinds of work that I can do. And I'm very familiar with them because I'm around it all the time. So I think there's like a base to in which to assess my worth against. And also because I have university qualifications, it makes it easier. I think with this industry, um, I do have the training and there are base rates if you go onto like blogs and forums and stuff out there, but I find it a lot harder to try and assess my value and then also outwardly communicate that value to other people because yeah. I feel like at least on some level 
they're still kind of doing me a favour by coming to the classes in the first place. Do you know what, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, thank you so much for even showing up in the uh, first place. <laughs> and, I, and that kind of gratefulness mm. is so wonderful in yeah. some ways, but I think is also the tricky part when it's a creative endeavour and yeah. the difference between it being a professional job that you've gone to university, mm. you've spent all this time doing, you know that you deserve a salary and you're not asking your, your employer to pay you, you know they have to pay you. It's yeah. like a very set yeah. agreement and it's much more, it's obviously professionalised. Yeah. But when it's your creativity, it's your heart you're putting into yeah. something, you, it's much harder to say this is how much you need to pay me for me to be here. But I think you do need to. Yeah. I actually do. I think you need to like, I don't know, give like a, you might just have to have that awkward conversation and yeah. say, look, guys, um, I really love the fact that everybody's here. It's so awesome. But I think to keep this going and to make it worth my time as well, mm. I need to have a base rate of X, yeah. whatever it is, to be here. And I don't, I, you know, because no, it's not like pay what you think it's worth as in don't pay me anything. Yeah. <laughs> free. <laughs> Otherwise you would have said it's free. Yeah. yeah. But I, and I think sometimes you have to set the boundaries. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the people that I used to teach in the conference space, they come to this class now and they're like, why don't we just pay you what we were paying you before? And yeah, I was saying to exactly. one of my students, I was like, oh, but I feel bad. And she's like, why? Why? Oh, because you don't have the room? Yeah. Higher? Yeah. No, because yeah. what you're doing, you've went, God, okay, I have been with you and listeners who've listened to all our episodes have mm. been with you on this yoga thing. <laughs> in the very beginning when you were like coming in here distressed, like working till like whatever notes time and then going to classes on the weeknights mm. and delving and studying. Like you studied so hard for this yeah. job. You did so much work. And I think that's the thing that a lot of creative people struggle with. You put so much effort in and time, but it's because it's something you're interested in and yep. care about in a different way you're less likely to feel like they should pay you yeah. or something. I know. It seems silly because if I was giving someone else advice about this, I would tell them they're being silly. But I think I just, yeah, there's some level of guilt because it's 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 not costing you anything and also, outright. Yeah, and I also think it's kind of like it kind of goes with the spirit of like yoga and the community that comes along to do it. You're like, let's make it accessible to everyone and not be judgy and not be, I don't know. And so part of me just feels like it's hard to ask for money. Um, Oh yeah, it's hard. It's hard. So I have thought about it and I'm just wondering if I say something like I used to charge this amount um, per class, but because we're no longer, um, I no longer have a room hire fee you can halve that or something like that. And at least there's some kind of contribution. No, no. I'm going to be harsh with you. You should say in my classes before, before we moved venues, I charged X. Mm. Just letting you know, I'm happy for everyone to be here, you know, obviously, and to give what you can to be in the class. But just to give you an idea, this is what I previously charged. But then what if they just say, can't I give you nothing? But well, they won't because that will make them look like a terrible human being. No, right. you need to own it because you yeah. work so hard. And, and I know the flip side of it is there is something to be said for getting your name out there, for mm. creating an atmosphere. But maybe you flip it and you say, well, I've done a clever marketing thing where I've said initially, pay what you feel, get mm. a taste of what I do. Mm. And now people are coming because they love it because you're good at what you do. Yeah. You now say, hey, guys, so, you know, I did this to kind of build a community and I, it's been so lovely having everybody here. Uh, just to give you an idea, to make it worth my time, this is what I charged 
previously, would it be okay? You know, obviously give what you can, but this is what I, just to give you an idea of what it kind of costs me in my time and planning. Yeah. And then move on. And if people can only give $5. Yeah. Well, then that's okay too. But I do think it's important to set, because it is a business. Yeah. It is it yeah. is something that you've invested in and I think you should get paid accordingly. Yeah. But it is really hard. I know. Yeah. I mean, that's why you need someone else to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's why James has me. <laughs> because for our show, mm. our podcast, I find it really hard to go and sell us to brands in a, in a way that I would for James's show, The yeah. Weekly Planet, his podcast, because I'm like, Will and Dylan, I'm like the, I'm the managery, I don't know why my hands are in the air, <laughs> managery person that can just be like, no, he's worth this. And then they mm. come back and say, no, he's actually worth this. I can just kind of negotiate yeah. that around. I know what he's worth. I know what other brands have previously paid. Yep. But um, for, for when it's my stuff, it's, it's, it's different. It's a different ball game. Yeah, it feels different, different, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, correct. It's a different ball game. So I just, I think that it's, yeah, it's important to know your worth and to look around and see what the market's doing and have those awkward conversations and set the yeah, expectations. Yeah, I'm going to need to start having them, aren't I? You they are. were awkward at first when I was working, when I started out in legal as well, to be honest. Yeah. they're like, what's your expectation? I'm like, I don't know, but I get pay. Yeah. <laughs> Someone actually, I had a really lovely coffee meeting yesterday Mm. or the day before with a a guy called Chris um, Chincotta Mm -hmm. who runs at Melbourne I Love You, which is this amazing Instagram and also Humans of Melbourne, which Mm -hmm. is similar to the Humans of New York. And Mm -hmm. I've just started following him on Instagram. And if if people want someone to follow with beautiful photography and stories about Melbourne, go follow him on Mm -hmm. Instagram because they're gorgeous. He interviews just ordinary people on the street about their lives. And then also he does kind of Instagram about just Melbourne in general, like beautiful sunsets and shares great photography and places in Melbourne that he loves. And he sells in his photography just in a little street stall still. But he has now grown his business. He's also self-published a couple of books that have done really well. Oh, wow. One of which he gave me, I know, That's called 24 Hours in the Life of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just this gorgeous book. And I the stories in it are so beautiful. So I would recommend going to follow him. But anyway, we had a great discussion about all of this exact stuff. And he also gave me some advice and said, sometimes it's good to just go in and say to the market or to the person you're talking to, what do you think I'm worth? Yeah. And see what they come back with. And then you can kind of compare their figure to what other people have said to you, what people have previously paid and work out what you're comfortable with. And if it's not the price that you're comfortable with, I think you have to be okay with saying no. Yeah, right. Like you might have to be okay with a few people not coming mm. because they ha- they aren't paying for it. Yeah. But but I think the people that really value what you've done and do will continue to pay. Yeah. Because people, yeah, I know, it's it's that money's not a fun topic. It isn't. I mean, I've, I've become more comfortable with it as I've gotten older but I think just because this industry is still relatively new to me and it's a bit of a labour of love more than anything else, it's still a hard conversation to ha- to have. But I also don't want to, like, perpetuate the gender pay gap because <laughs> I feel like yeah. if I don't start pushing a bit harder, because I asked my husband about it and he's like, just tell her to pay you and give her an amount of money yeah. and tell her that's what it is and, don't, and no negotiation. I'm like, that seems 
like a really difficult thing to do. No, I think we've got to get over it. Yeah. I think we do because yeah. you're right. Guys are so much more matter of fact yeah. about it. They haven't wrapped all their emotions yeah. and heart into all of it. And people are okay. They understand. Yeah. yeah. But you just have to be able to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. There is no way in hell that most guys would go and teach a class for free and no. not make any money from it. Yeah. Just for the hell of it. I mean, I'm, I mean, that's a very big generalisation mm. because there's a broad spectrum of people. Mm. But I do think that knowing your worth and standing in that and being proud of it and just saying, valuing your time. Actually, one of our good friends, David, said mm-hmm. that to me. He's an investment banker mm-hmm. and he said that you've, you've got to value your time as, mm. as a commodity. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. It was when I was discussing whether I should get a bookkeeper for mm-hmm. the accounts and he said, well, how long does it take you and how much stress does it take you and what if you didn't have to do it, what could you do with your time instead yep. and how much more money or whatever it is or creative stuff could you do? So you work out what your time is mm. worth. So two, three hours to prepare every week, mate, what would you like? You would charge a lot if you were a lawyer yeah. charging three hours of work. Oh yes, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is and yoga is is a skill that you've trained for that people are getting a wonderful experience out of. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's I know. a very like, sensible advice. I'm sorry, I feel like I've bullied you. No, no, no. No, I needed the hard word. Don't you've done the right thing. It's okay. just me needing to get over my own, I don't know, sense of the yucky. Lack. Yeah, I don't know. Lack, like feeling about it. L- lack of self-worth when it comes to this particular thing. Yeah. I think just because also there's no identifiable and clear pathway to success in this industry mm. whereas because legal is so tried and tested has been around for so long and there's a definite career path and you can see what your skills are quantif- like your skills can be quantified as a public servant after a certain period of time and with a certain level of experience it's just much easier to match it mm. whereas this is just much murkier so it just makes it more difficult. Mm-hmm. So it's also about me having stopped to like not being lazy and like trying to figure out, like do the work as well a little bit, I think. Well, it's not, yeah, I guess like it's maybe not lazy. Maybe it's just having the time to do it yeah. too. And also you're right, it is murky. It's mm. not like, and you're a planner. You're mm. someone oh who's God. got a very logical yeah. brain. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I think that's one of the, the greatest things with creative writing I would say or or whatever it is that you're making when it's a creative thing like how much is a painting worth yes exactly how much it's worth whatever someone's willing to pay for it and so what does that actually mean yeah and there's no kind of hard and fast rule it's the same with this whole world of like social media influencers or podcasters or youtubers this you can get a sense of what the rates are Mm. but some people will somehow have managed to charge a hell of a lot more than others and some brands um, maybe more closely aligned to that particular person and so they'll pay more or mm. they just have bigger marketing budgets. It's like this kind of stupid conundrum that's happening at the moment with podcast advertising versus radio advertising in Australia. Mm-hmm. The dollars that go into radio advertising are millions and millions mm. and in podcasting it's a fraction of yeah. that. However, the audience, the reach is better in podcasting, the audience is way more targetable, you understand where they live yeah. and not, don't worry, listeners, we don't, we don't know anything else about you but we can yeah. tell if you live in Melbourne or if you live yep. in Canada and that's really valuable for advertisers like this and you can also see in real time whether or not they've listened to the ad where you, the, where you can't do that with mm. radio, you just kind of 
throwing money into the wind and hoping that it works. Yeah. But it is, it's all about perception. Yeah. A lot of the time is perception and it's about standing in the worth of whatever it is that you do. Yeah. And finding someone willing to pay for it. But that requires good old-fashioned hustling Mm. and selling yourself and all that stuff. And I reckon often... The people who have landed or like big top jobs, and this probably goes with business as well, but in creative fields, often may not necessarily be the most talented person in that field, but they're very personable and they're really good at hustling. Oh, totally. And able to know their worth and really stand in that and demand that they be paid what they should be paid and and just kind of work it. Well, that's kind of like a personality thing too, because you can you can delegate work that requires technical skills, but you can't delegate personality. Do you know what I mean? It's like if someone knows they're good at talking to people, getting them on side and has a way of kind of convincing them to do things, then they can delegate the actual technical skill to someone else and kind of match that client or that person to that you know, to that particular kind of work. Mm. So it, that makes total that makes total sense to me. I think also because I am a bit of a one-man band as well, and I'm trying to fit this in in between my lunch times when I'm actually have my day job. I also don't know whether I have a lot of have had a lot of headspace because this change of room, like this change of venue, has only happened as very, as very recently, and I wasn't even sure that the venue new space would even work and people would want to come because there's a difference between where we used to practice, which was like a beautiful light filled space that had big floor to ceiling glass windows and had a lovely view of the city and was quite calming. Um, Whereas this new room is like, it's a boardroom. So there's like tables and chairs stacked everywhere. It's just very different. So I didn't even know whether people would firstly come and then keep coming, which they, which I've sort of realised they are now. But yeah, I think it's part of it is just having even, not even having the time to contemplate what is appropriate and how to work that out. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I definitely need to start asking for money. Yeah, mate. Outright asking. You've got to be comfortable. I reckon we've got to get it. We've got to get comfortable with it. And if you're someone out there listening to this, that's my advice to you is I'm bullying you. (laughs) I'm being a bully in your ears. Bloody know your worth. Mm. Get out there and hustle. And there is no shame in it. That's the thing I think some people, and I don't have that gene really, but some people find money really hard to talk about Mm. and they don't like to kind of push for it or hustle and they think that it's kind of, I don't know, whatever it is, not socially acceptable. Mm. When it's something that you're doing, no, you put effort in, you deserve to get out there and hustle away. That's how people like Lady Gaga, who I'm still obsessed with the style of porn, like deep diving into interviews with her. (laughs) But she says that. That's how she became who she is, Mm. the hustle. I mean, also she's supremely talented. (laughs) Yeah, that old chestnut. But (laughs) I know for a fact Mm. that there are – would be thousands of people in the world who are just as talented yeah. but don't have that ability to hustle yep. and push themselves and back themselves. I reckon that's – Pink says the same thing. I've seen interviews with her where she said, I'm not the best singer in the world. What I am is really, really good at backing myself. Yeah. And because every, the world is really about perception mm. and confidence and unfortunately, as I'm learning – a lot of it is to do with like the money goes to the people who sell sell it the best, sell their confidence, sell what they do the best and get out stuck out there. And I think women in particular need to understand that. That's why often guys land these jobs and mm. when they know like 10% of what they can do. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, I know it. And women are like, 
as long as I'm 95% across <laughs> everything, I may go for this job, but I don't know other people might be okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I do it all the time. I apologize all the time in emails and mm. I'm constantly being like, would it be okay? Maybe it'll be right. Blah. Yeah. You know, but I think that women have to just get out there. Maybe a little bit more assertive. Go work it. Mm. Back yourself. And, and on a side note, whoever you are out there and also you, Chanel, mm. you're really good at what you do. Yeah. You're yeah. so good at it. And it's your heart you're putting out there. Yeah, yeah. So don't be afraid to charge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a terrible human being. No, you're not. I, I do like that, of me wearing like a... Do you know how much your heart is worth and then, has, and then a scribe <laughs> figure to it? <laughs> Uh, I feel like Jerry Maguire is like, show me the money. Yeah, I know it's gross, like Scrooge McDuck or something. I know this funny. is why James gets me to do the money side of things. Oh, okay, well, that's it for today because okay. you got to go house inspect. Oh, yay. Talking of money. Yeah, exactly. Dooley, cool. Okay, well, uh, see you later. Okay, Alligator. bye. Alligator, bye. Bye. Well, crocodile. Yeah, go hustle. Okay. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to a podcast called Just Make the Thing with me, Claire Twenty, and Chanel Luchev. For more podcasts just like this one, you can go to planetbroadcasting.com. To help out the show, we would love you to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes. Please, please, please go and follow me on Instagram at Claire Twenty or on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies. I'm always sharing stories and little bits of adventures that I'm getting up to over there. And you can find Chanel at Bend Yoga Melbourne on Instagram as well. I think that's it from me this week. I hope that you know your worth or are out there trying to figure it out just like me. And don't get disheartened if things don't work out the first time. What I've learned is that there's always another time to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and try again. And the mistakes that you make end up being your biggest teachers. And it's amazing how if you keep going and you don't stop after a big mistake or a big fall, the next time you will definitely face that same scenario again and you will know what went wrong the last time and be able to rectify it. So that's what I'm finding in this whole podcast networking journey and also this making podcast journey thing. As always, a big thank you to Raw Collings who edits this show so well and is also just really good at reminding me to get my ass into gear to get this show recorded and to him on time. Okay, see you on the 9th of December if you're in Melbourne. Bye. Bye.